Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Autumn Miles. How are you guys doing out there today? I feel like we are seeing the light from Corona. We are going to make it. We are going to get through this. We have done this. I'm so proud of you guys out there. This is this has been real weird. It's been real weird on a lot of different uh, uh, in a lot of different ways. It's been tragic. I think. I think. Um, you know, it's been horrific. There's the medical side of this has been just incredibly tragic. Um, it's been hard economically. I mean, so many people have lost their jobs and, um, my heart and my prayer has literally been with you guys every single day. So I love you. I'm for you. I also think there has been aspects of this Corona that has actually been good. Um, I know my team and I were praying for 40 days, fasted and prayed for 40 days last year about a prayer revival, and we are seeing that. Um, the church, Big C Church, is sort of waking up. Those that needed to, some churches are already woke, you know what I'm saying, but some, um, just just the awareness of the power of the gospel. You know, we we can get be told you can't meet in your buildings but you cannot stop the power of the gospel. And that is a good thing that is happening here. That is a good thing. Um, so I'm, I'm excited sort of what God is going to do as we take new ground. And that is what we're going to talk about today. I have um, a guest who I'm, I already like. Um, I don't, I just met him, but right before we, we came on the show, but his name is Boppy Bopard. Is, is that right? Did I get that right? right? You get it right. Yes. He is from Switzerland. The, and I, the, the whole idea that um, we can talk to someone in Switzerland this way while I'm in my office at my house and he he is, is at his home is just absolutely crazy. But he has written a book called New Landic. And you guys, I wanted to have him on the show. You know me. We do not have people on the show that I, um, we have people on the show that I think are going to benefit you, that are going to pour into your faith, that are going to energize your faith. And this is one of those people. He does a lot, like everyone we have on the show. He's the director of Agape Europe. That's a nonprofit organization that brings hope to millions across the world. Um, let's see. He it, uh, Agape Europe is a Western European branch of Campus Crusade, which is which we're, a lot of us are familiar with. Um, he dreams big, which I absolutely love. He's passionate about awakening the church. Hello, church. Wake up. Um, which I love that. He's married to, I'm sure, a beautiful woman named, is it Tamara? Tamara? And um, they have four daughters. So he is in the four kid club with me. Uh, speaks all across Europe and we are so incredibly happy to have him. Welcome to the show, Boppy. How are you over there in Switzerland? I'm overwhelmed by all the good things you say about me. Normally you hear it when you die. But thanks, thanks for all these good words. 
<laughs> I'm fine. I'm, I'm, it's good to be, I mean, when you are in a lockdown, it's good to be at the right place and to be in Switzerland with chocolate and cheese is not a wrong place. So we I'm were, fine. We were wondering this on my, we started, we started, I've never been to Switzerland. I would love to go. Oh, oh, by the way, it's, it's, yeah, it's Switzerland. It's not Sweden. Sometimes we have to explain it to us people. It's not the same there. Yeah. So I have this question for you that we were actually wondering because you're from Switzerland in America, we eat American cheese. Well, I don't eat American cheese cause I think it's gross, but Americans eat American cheese. Um, do people in Switzerland eat Swiss cheese? That's, I need to know this and this information is important. Yes, for sure. Because we, we are, uh, we are convinced that Swiss cheese is the best cheese in the world. Like every country think this from their own cheese. <laughs> I love Swiss cheese. I eat it every day almost for lunch. Now that we're in lockdown and I can't actually go get regular food that I eat, I love Swiss cheese. So congrats on your cheese over there. It's amazing. Thanks. Um, okay, so let's get into your book, which I love. It's called New Landic, Discovering New Territory and Finding Renewal in God. To my listeners out there, it was released about a month ago, about when Corona Apocalypse um, joined the world, okay? At least in America. Um, tell me about this term, Newlandic. Tell me, I know you made it up, but, but talk to me about what you mean by the title of the book. I love this. Yeah, I think Newlandic is something that shows us that we have to we ha have to have a new paradigm. I, I wrote the book in German two, three years ago um, because I felt that we some, somehow have achieved a point where we, want, where, where we have to make a change to survive the future. And it's interesting that it somehow feels now prophetic to read it, uh, the new version in English. I mean, um, when, we, when, when we think about the virus, a lot of things are suffering because of the virus, but at the same time, it's a blessing because it challenges us to move into future. We can't just wait to go back to normal because there was no normal before. How we treat the environment, how we exploiting the resources of the world, how we do politics, how or did politics, how we accept the downside of globalization, how we travel, it needs a change. And also the church, needs desperately a change. We started treating others snootily from above. We say, we have the truth. So all you out there are completely wrong. And all our discussion ended always in right or wrong. And yes, there is an absolute truth existing for sure. But in faith, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about loving each other because truth is not a list of rules you have to follow. Truth, truth is a person. Truth is really a person. And uh, I, I like the idea of new landing because it challenged us to, to rewire our brain and not stop where we think, now I have the truth and now I have to tell the whole world what's the truth. So, so you're talking about here, Boppy, you're talking about needing a change. We desperately need a change. Clearly, you wrote this way before Corona happened. And um, I think God agreed. <laughs> we needed a change. I was thinking the other day, I was like, it's like God put the whole world in timeout. Like, like, you know, we do with our kids. Every, well, some yeah. people do. Um, hold on. What are you guys doing? Um, the church is not functioning the way I want it to function. P 
politics are out of control right now. Yeah. Um, perspectives, the hate is out of control. Let's let's talk really specifically just about the church because I know that's what you specialize in um, and faith, and that's what um, clearly that's what my passion is as well. What are some aspects of the church that you feel like we need to take new land in? We need to take new ground in. Can you talk to me about that specifically for a second? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, I think it really needs to shift uh, from celebrating the things we know and telling the whole world into a shift of, of celebrating what we don't know. It's like when we do evangelization, we always tell, I tell you. But I think when I read the Bible, it's much more this join me on my, my adventure discovering who God is. It's much more on the same eye level. So uh, I think we have to relearn to celebrate what we don't know. I mean, with all books and messages and projects and often church celebrations, we say, listen what I know. But the real power is the unknown. If we go back to the 15th century, they have drawn maps world maps where everything single piece was colored and painted because they were sure we know everything about the world and mm -hmm. on this level christopher columbus columbus in 1492 couldn't find a new continent he just couldn't he just could find india it wasn't possible to find america because he had this world map and he was aware i know everything but just a few years later, in, this, in the beginning of the 16th century, a guy called Salviati started drawing maps with a lot of white space called terra incognita, unknown territory. And mm. this pushed the world to start discovering not just on the maps, but also in chemistry, in physics, in theology. And it was a scientific revolution and a revolution of thinking. And I'm sure that we as church have to stop celebrating what we know and start accepting that God is so much bigger and celebrating that we don't know everything about God and that we invite people to discover with us who God is and what he has in store for us and invite people who not believe in God to be on this journey with us together. I think this is a totally new paradigm. I, I love that you're saying this because I often say this as well. We see like churches kind of duplicating what other churches are doing or even Christians. It's like, and it's funny, I'm actually writing a book right now where I talk about this very thing. Christians are duplicating what they see other Christians doing um, rather than exploring for themselves what what does God, how does God want you to live your life rather than duplicating what someone else is doing. And I love this idea of exploration and really learn, don't just, don't just learn to copycat what you see a church doing yeah. or what another Christian is doing. You need to explore the depths of God. We will never reach the depths of God ever. And yet somehow we think we've capped it and we know it and we've got it and we are so far from it. So practically speaking, Bobby, how would you say to that believer right now that that is woke, you know, to use a modern term. I mean, they are, woke, they, they are awake. They God has got their attention. Yes, I don't want to do this the same that I've always done it. How, what, what practical thing do you tell that believer um, in the midst of coming out of Corona? Um, okay, this is, this is how these are some things that you need to implement in order to move forward in a different way i think i i think we have to overcome our fear of new things and we have to overcome our 
own immune system. I mean, every body, every soul has an immune system. Um, and it is fighting even against good things. Like when, when I need a heart transplantation because my heart is weak, this is a good thing to, to get a new heart. But my body will fight against the heart, even if it's wonderful for me, even if, I, if, if it's, it, it'll let me survive. And what I see is that a lot of organizations, churches, and people rather choose to die than to change into something new. So our immune system is reacting to, to something new, and we have to overcome that new doesn't mean bad or, and, or that, we, that, um, yeah, that we don't have to fight against new things, that God is a God who is constantly renewing ourselves. In Second Corinthians 4, it's written, for even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. This is the road we have to walk. And I think we, we just have to overcome the fear and this immune system that is always reacting. So you talk about these, um, uh, this mental prayer, and I'm a big believer in prayer. My last book was called Gangster Prayer. So I'm, I've lo- I, that's the currency of my life. Um, but you say it's become one of your most important forms of prayer. And I'm taking this straight from what your publicist sent us, because I think this is very interesting. How did you discover your sort of interplace and what is this mental prayer that you're talking about? Yeah, um, I, I was a little bit bored by all this nice, perfect, good Christian prayer life we have. Sometimes, haven't you experienced it as well? I mean, yes. sometimes you, you are sitting in prayer meetings for a half an hour or an hour, and I, I, I'm just bored out. I, I die in this thing. And I think God is dying and say, stop praying because I don't want to listen to your prayers. I mean, they, they are perfectly uh, holy and right, like, like we learned it, but they are not from the bottom of our heart. So we, we just started um, changing our prayer life in the organization, in my prayer life, and I start praying out of of the things that are on the on the bottom of my soul, it's like I, I for me a key key um, passage in in the Bible is the Psalm from Asaph. I think it's Psalm um, seventy three, where he is very is struggling and fighting and who where are you God and everybody is against me and then suddenly there is one point everything changed and he says oh you're the love of my life everything has changed forever I am happy and uh, what happened with Asaf? There is one key verse. He said, um, I was, I was always, almost stumbling and I was um, fighting against you till to the point where I entered the, the holy place. Mm-hmm. And then everything changed and I understood. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to learn in, in the midst of our life, when we struggle with our four kids, when we struggle with other Christians, what I struggle very often, when I struggle with the world and where the world goes, it's okay to struggle with that. But we have to learn to find this inner place where God is, because it's in Colossians 1, it's written the big secret of, Christ, of our Christian faith is Christ in us. Mm. And I think God is always there. It's just us. We are so so very seldom, or, or we are 
we are showing up there at our inner place. We are often very out there. We are doing things and talking and working and doing nice Christian things. But we are very, very, um, yeah, rarely we are hitting this place in us where Jesus is. And he says, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you all the time. Um, I love that you talk about that inner place, um, that inner place of prayer. It's so, it's so interesting. You'll just to me personally, I, I couldn't stand it anymore. I remember I was asked to speak at a women's conference and they're like, okay, let's have all the leaders come out and let's pray with you. And the prayer was like, it made me depressed. It made me want to go to sleep. They're like, yeah. You know, bless, bless all the hands that prepared the food. And of course, we want to bless the hands that prepare the food. You know, Lord, don't bring anyone that you don't want here. We don't. And it was like, what? Why are we not calling down from heaven fire and miracles? And I had to stop the whole prayer meeting. I was like, you guys, I am not here for the status quo. We are here yeah. to see revival break forth. And whoo, I'm getting excited. I love that. I love that you talk about this inner place. I think, don't, do you do you see people, I mean, I know people in America, you know, they're having these Facebook live prayer meetings and like this kind of stuff. Um, do you see that happening over, over in Switzerland? Uh, yeah, there is a lot of praying going on and that's not wrong. Sometimes, sometimes if you have a routine in praying, this is really helpful. Um, sometimes this really can help because sometimes I don't know what to pray. And then when I have a prayer routine, like when I start just a little small prayer every morning, that, that, that can be very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, um, we have to learn. I really try to be, I, I don't want to have a spiritual life. And now I pray and then there is an unspiritual life. I, I'm not praying. I really have tried to always constantly be in this um, in this relationship with, with God and talk with him. Oh God, now help me. I'll, I'm in an interview. I have no, no idea what I shall talk. I don't want just to talk right things. I want to talk what's on your heart or, or stop me talking, please. So this is now my prayer at the moment. Uh, I, I really need this connection with him. And I, I'm learning like, like Asaf in this, in this Psalms 73, he said, um, I, I was, troubled deeply when I tried to understand everything till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood. I'm not so good that I, often, that I always understood when I entered the sanctuary, but I, I learned very often in my daily life to, to enter the sanctuary of God. And let's go. So, Bobby, I love that you're talking about um, entering the sanctuary every single day. I love that. I want to get back to this idea in the time that we have left about taking new land. Um, you say that we are blocking our own path to the new land. And I love this because I think sometimes we do. We, we, um, we block what God wants to do for us, what he wants to do through us. What do you mean by that? And I mean, some people might not even know that they're blocking it. Uh, talk to me about that for a minute. And what does that mean exactly? I mean, what, what I see is that we very often, we start fighting against things that are unknown for us. We fight people who have not the same opinion. I mean, I, I think sometimes we have the idea that we have to agree on everything to love each other and to be 
a family, a Christian family. But I am married with Tamara, my wife, since 15 years. And very often we don't have the same opinion. We always say, <laughs> you can ha have your opinion. I have God's opinion. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, we can have different opinions. But we, we still can love each other. And we have to learn that if we don't agree, that doesn't mean I have to hate you or fight you. And I've learned that often at very, very, yeah, at places where we sometimes don't expect that I've I've learned to see God in a new, in with new eyes. Mm. So, so the, the, the real miracle in my life happens when I enter new land and when I come out of my comfort zone. It not happened when I stay in my comfort zone. To grow in faith means to enter to enter new lands, to enter uh, a place out of my comfort zone. I love that. Um, what, do, what does it mean when you're, when you're going about, and we're, we got about two minutes left, when we're discovering new land, you say so often it has something to do with rediscovering old land. Talk to me about that in the last couple of minutes we have left. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, um, during church history, we we um, developed into a direction where we lost very precious things, and we uh, we lose things that have been very helpful for us. So when we go back and see what what a, the church history has in store for us, we discover that things we get rid of are very precious. Like when when you go to the Catholic Church, a lot of evangelical and protestant get nervous about that because they think oh that's that's a little bit dangerous but when you go and you see what they have from the history you can learn a lot i don't say you have to agree on everything um but i say you can learn a lot i i spoke at, a, at the catholic church with ten thousand young catholic young catholics the first day was about repenting sin the second day is in austria the second day um it's about um, surrendering your, your life to Jesus. And the third day is about receiving the Holy Spirit and sending the young people home. And uh, on the second day, 1,900 uh, of these young people received Jesus for the first time. I mean, this wow. is crazy what, what's happening there. And a lot of people would say, evangelicals and Protestants, that's not God. It's not possible that God is moving at this place. But it feels for me, I mean, it's maybe a little provoking, but I think... Is it possible that Jesus has less problem with his mom, Mary, than I as an evangelical or a Protestant have? Mm. I mean, that's why I'm so searching for where is the spirit? And when I feel the spirit is moving there, it's not just 10 percentage or 30 percentage of the spirit. It's, it's the whole spirit. And I can learn a lot about things uh, from history I have forgotten or my church denomination has forgotten. And I, I, I can grow because we often criticize others on the minimum factor we have. So if I say you are too charismatic, I am not in danger to become too charismatic, but maybe it's my biggest grow, growth potential in this area. If I say you are too liberal, I can grow in this. If I say you are too traditional, I can grow on this. That's why I preach on my minimum factor. I love that so much. I, you say so many things I think, I think um, people have forgotten. Like it's okay to disagree. Like, yes. people. when did it become wrong to disagree? Yes. Um, I, and I mean, it's almost like it's wrong to disagree unless you're doing the disagreeing. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy to what, 
how I, I feel like Satan has just fed us and we have eaten it and swallowed it and believed it and internalized it. It is okay to disagree. And, um, and, and, uh, my goodness. Anyway, you, you are, you have said so many different things that I think are so important. I want to remind my, my listeners, um, this is the time to take this new land. This is the time for you to evaluate your life, to break out of some of that fear, some of that, um, those hypnotic, uh, just trance-like schedules that we have. This is the time to discover more intimacy with Christ, discover him just in, in a deeper way. Um, man, Bobby, thank you so much for being with me today. I'm sorry for all the technical difficulties. For those of you listening, we had a lot and they were all my, my fault. Um, but Bobby, thank you so much. God bless you. God bless the work that you're doing. Um, man, we just support you and everything that you do. And please go pick up his book. It's called New Landic. Bobby, where can people get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you? Oh, I have no idea. I think I'm somewhere online. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe just Google Boppy Bo- uh, Bopart. Is that is that what we need to do? Google it. My mom, my mom tells, uh, used the name Andreas, Andreas Andrew Bopart, and all people tell me Boppy. So if you Google Boppy. Um, maybe you find something weird or you will find me. Just check it out. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. It. Yes. And thank you for listening. You can catch your girl right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.